16 years. I've waited 16 years. You've waited 16 years for the Tennessee Volunteers to beat the Alabama Yuck. I don't even like saying that name. Crimson Tide in an American football game. And it's happened. It happened yesterday, October 15th, I think. Yeah, that my clock on my computer says October 16th. October 15th, 2022. How could I ever forget the date? The Tennessee Volunteers off the leg of Chase McGrath, the arm of Hendon Hooker, the legs, the hands of Jalen Hyatt defeated Alabama. The number six Tennessee Volunteers shoot up, become the number three Tennessee Volunteers. Alabama falls in the rankings. It's a great day to be a Tennessee volunteer, whether you're a player, a coach, a booster, a graduate, a fan, whatever. It's a great day after it's been so long. I'm excited to welcome you to another episode of Talking Balls with Dylan Holt, presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. Shout out to Tunnel Vision Sports for letting me do this every week after the balls play. It has been a absolute blast and i mentioned it last week the streak's still going since i started this show we're six and oh not not a bad deal uh and this week i'm bringing on my first guest and it's a special guest in my opinion you might not think so i hope you do uh my first guest it's my little brother hunter hunter holt i'm sure you're surprised dylan holt hunter holt but it's hunter uh hunter welcome to the show how are you i'm uh, pretty good thanks for having me Dylan. how excited were you about the win yesterday there's no words. There's I was speechless. There's there's no words. Yeah, I, I was the same way. And before I get into like breaking down uh, the game and talking about the stats and stuff and all that fun jazz, I I'm bringing Hunter on because last night during the game, and you all remember the the fourth quarter, it's tied forty two to forty two. Alabama kicks off. It's right after an Alabama score. Uh, Jimmy Holiday brings out the end zone for no reason. And Tennessee's backed up. I think there was even a penalty on the return. And uh, Tennessee's, I think it's like the 15-yard line. I get a phone call from Hunter. And that play, Hendon Hooker goes to hand off the ball to Jabari Small. The ball just falls on the ground. An Alabama defender picks it up and walks in the end zone. And I'm on the phone with Hunter, and I'm like, Hunter, the mojo's gone. We haven't talked all game. It, it had been We're like 50 minutes into the game at this point. Three hours have passed. Haven't said a word to each other. And then the second we talk, and Hunter's very superstitious. I've got away from my superstitions this season. Hunter is very superstitious. So at that moment, Hunter knew, and he's told me, and I'm going to let him tell you guys what he did. But first, I want you to tell him what your superstitions have been this season. All right, so it all starts with the pit game. There was a very, very rough start for the Tennessee Volunteers to that game. We thought maybe Tennessee wasn't as good as we thought they were. I'm glad they are, but my superstitions are I have to wear American flag socks. There's one pair, it has to be it. And I have to have my Columbia hat on or off, depending on the play, I just have a feeling. My glasses either on or off. Again, I just get a feeling have to have them and this is sometimes a modello i don't know why it just has to be a modello and it's worked every time i've had all of those things 
Tennessee has one, and my wife has to be present or on the phone. My wife has never seen the University of Tennessee lose a game while being married to me. So yesterday, Hunter Hunter's in the National Guard. And as some of you might know, you might not know, every month they have to go to drill. So they're kind of taken away from home and they have, they have to serve their duty. And yesterday was that day for, I know in Kentucky it was, and I believe it was in Tennessee as well. So Hunter is at um, out there doing National Guard stuff. And he gets, you get to go home at what? Like, what time was it? It's, uh, I don't remember the time, but I remember the quarter. It was around, <laughs> it was around seven minutes. No, it was less than, nah, yeah, probably around seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It was, it was actually exactly when Tennessee fumbled the ball because I called Dylan as I was leaving the parking lot. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's when I left. Great time. Yeah. And I, you obviously, all that happened. And as you told me, you were in the car. You took your shoes off to follow the tradition of keep it, get, trying to get the mojo, right? <laughs> yes, because uh, when I called Dylan and it happened, he was not happy at all. He said he said some choice words to me, hung up, and I knew I had to do what I had to do. So I got home, but I knew I couldn't wait till I got home because I wasn't sure I was going to make it by the end of the ball game. So I took my shoes off, drove home. <laughs> I saw my socks on, the good lucky socks. I had them on. I wore them. I knew I had to wear something, so I wore those. Well, I wore them close to, but I knew I had to wear my lucky socks. <laughs> Thank God he wore yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. I had to wear my lucky socks. Got home just in time for Tennessee to get the ball back after Alabama missed that field goal. Got and just in time when I got inside the house was when Tennessee was getting ready to kick the field goal, and I ran inside, got my hat on, got my uh, Modelo out. I had, uh, of course, I already had my lucky socks on. And I called my wife. And as soon as I called my wife, I had had the game on my phone and it was lagged. And she told me Tennessee made the field goal before I saw it. And I just was speechless. I couldn't say anything. I was the exact same way. I could not believe it. Uh, Hunter and I, we became Tennessee fans the exact same time. I'm three years older, but we've been Tennessee fans the exact amount, like time-wise, the exact same amount. Because we both went to a Tennessee, our first Tennessee games the same day. We saw Tennessee absolutely butcher Georgia, which, oh my goodness, I, I compared it to like if you gave someone like a very, very addictive drug, like you see a great Tennessee win, you're hooked. And that's how it's been. And boy, oh boy, did our dad really screw us over. He took us to that game and it's been downhill ever since. And uh, that was up till yesterday. Obviously, we've had great starts to the season, but man, it, feel, it felt like it all led up to that kick by Chase McGrath. And it went in. The USC transfer nailed it. It was a knuckleball. I'll be honest. I, I was on the phone from the time the game ended uh, until about 45 minutes after the game because people kept calling me. I talked to Hunter. I talked my one of my best friends, Wyatt, who lives up in Louisville. He's from Illinois. And I, I think any Tennessee fan will enjoy this. He's from Illinois, grew up an Illinois fan, and I, I kind of converted him to a Tennessee fan. It wasn't last year. It was the year before when uh, Jeremy Pruitt's last year. Or no, it was the year before that. It was Pruitt's like second or third year, whatever it was. Um, when we were still bad, the Georgia State year, BYU, all that. I converted him then with the passion. He was like, there, there's something there. And I'm like, yes, you see it. You get it. And he's been converted. Wyatt FaceTimes me from Louisville, and he's wearing a Peyton Manning jersey. He's got his cigar. And he's like, are you crying? 
And I'm like, yeah, I've got real tears in my eyes. I was brought to that level of emotion by that victory because I, I told him I'd been waiting 16 years to see that. I had never seen Tennessee beat Alabama. It's the biggest win um, that I can like actually enjoy uh, of my life. I mean, I was I was alive for the national championship. Shocker, I don't remember it. I was a year old, less than a year old. Hunter wasn't alive for that. Uh, like, it, it, there hasn't been a lot to celebrate for young Tennessee fans. There's a reason the celebration was so big. There's a reason your social media feeds have been flooded with the celebrations. Like, the Tennessee River was flooded with people throwing that goalpost in. It's This is a big deal to us. We've been waiting. I, I mentioned it, if you listen to the Dylan and Dylan show this week, a lot of people are pissed off. They want to win football games. This is the fans, not the players. The fans want, want wins. They want it bad. And Josh Heupel and Hendon and Jalen Hyatt, that all mentioned that it's such a big deal for not only them, but the fans, because the fans are so invested in this. And I mean, if you can't tell it from us sitting here right now, I, I don't know what to tell you. We, we are very, very heavily invested in this team. And there's so many college football teams, pro teams, all that, that have bandwagon fans. And I just don't know how that can be enjoyable because I've been I've had my heart ripped out. Hunter's had his heart ripped out for so long now. I, I don't know how long it's been at this point. And it, like when that fumble happened, I was like, well, it was it was a good try. I, I was like, I'm going to have to go on there. I'm talking balls tomorrow and be like, man, it's all right. We did our best. And that's because I'm like a beat up puppy. I'm used to being left out in the rain. But no. Hinton Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and Josh Heupel, they delivered us from the evil. They they brought us back. They they said no. We're we're gonna we're gonna win this game. We're gonna become legends. And I mentioned it on the Dylan and Dylan show. Hinton Hooker had a chance to become this generation's Peyton Manning. I think he did it. There's gonna be a lot of little kids in uh, Tennessee that are like, I want to be like Hinton Hooker. Peyton Manning, the sheriff, the man himself on college game day called Hendon Hooker the new sheriff. There's nothing more you can say. Hendon is the man. He's played 18 games as a Tennessee volunteer, and he's going to go down to, as an all-time legend. And that's a conversation that we'll have when this season's over, whenever this season ends, because, man, this ride's going to get crazy. But I'm going to get into all the stats in a minute, you know I love getting into the stats. But before we do that, Hunter had this idea. So I'm going to throw some names at Hunter, and he's going to tell me how he would describe these players on our Wait, team. Real fact, can I say something? Yeah, go for it. One thing I've noticed about this Tennessee team is the game is not over until there's zero seconds left on the clock. I think Dylan probably mentioned this. Me and him went to the Florida Tennessee game a few weeks ago. The fans started thinking they were they were thinking it was over, and there was like four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I looked over at Dylan. I was like, "This game is not over." I've been a Tennessee fan long enough. Unless there is zero, 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 how many zeros on the board? It is not over. And that's how in the Alabama game, it goes both ways. It is not over even if Tennessee's losing or they're winning. It's not over till it's zero. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a pit in my stomach. I, I was like, oh. But I still, I did not believe Tennessee was going to lose that game because I have faith in the Tennessee offense. I mean, the defense, they did good enough to win. I give them that. And I would like to also add, everybody says a good offense wins games, a great defense wins championships. I think a perfect offense beats a great defense every day. And I think Tennessee has it. I think they showed that yesterday too. I mean, I don't think Alabama's defense 
played bad. I know they gave up 52 points, which is the most points they've gave up since 1907, I think. Uh, whole, against Vanderbilt. No, it wasn't. It was against Sewanee. I, I, I can never remember how to say the name of the university. They, they were an OG member of the SEC. Get it in here somewhere. Um, how would you pronounce that? I know I'll probably get caught. Sawani. Sawani. I don't know. It's in Tennessee. You guys know that. Uh, OG member of the SEC. Um, but yeah, most points they, since 1907. That's pretty good. Alabama doesn't give up 52 points. Alabama doesn't give up 52 points to Tennessee. Alabama doesn't give up 52 points on the CBS game of the week. It does not happen. That that like the fact that Tennessee was able to do that is huge. Alabama plays defensive football, and Tennessee said, "You know what? We're putting up points. Keep up with us." And they almost did. Credit to them, but they couldn't. Um, now. I want to say some names, and Hunter's going to tell me what he thinks about them. We'll start out light. Brew McCoy. Straight dog. Jabari Small. Dog. Jeremy Banks. Dog. Let me think. Let's throw some of that. Amari Thomas. Dog. My boy Joe Milton with that halftime throw. What do you think about that? Straight dog. Let's go. Oh, this one. I if you don't if I don't get some emotion in the Jalen Wright. Oh, oh, straight dog. He's a dog. Uh give me Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> that dude is like the dog. <laughs> the, the dog. Give me four five barks. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that boy's a dog. Hendon by God. Thank you, Virginia Tech hooker. He is also the dog. He might be like more than he's a, like dog. a dog. He's what, like, what's above a dog? I don't know. Whatever's don't above know. a dog, that is what Hendon Hooker like, is. You see like the x-rays where they got the dog in there? Hendon like has acceded that. I don't even know what it would what be. Would he be, would he be the dog catcher? He's above the dog? Does he dog the bounty Does hunter? He dog the bounty? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's not hunting dogs. He's no. playing with the dogs. He's one of the dogs. Yeah. He's like the top dog. He's, he's the, the top dog. dog. Top dog. Top dog. Hooker's <laughs> <laughs> the top dog. I mean, they're all just dogs. What about Josh Heupel? The leader of the pack. The leader of the pack. Oh, is it a pack now? We got yeah. a pack of dogs. Pack of dogs. They are. They're just dogs. I, I had to say this because I mentioned Brew McCoy first. I talked about this with a guy that's not a Tennessee fan. And I said, Brew is special because last night Jalen Hyatt shined. I mean, breaking those records. He, he had his Randy Moss game. Everyone knows that Randy Moss uh, Thanksgiving game. We had three catches, 100-something yards, three touchdowns. Jalen Hyatt had that game, but, you know, just better and did it against Alabama. Put up stats of the six catches, 200-whatever yards, I think seven, five touchdowns. Most – the best receiving game since, uh, you know – Tory Holt, our honorary uh, cousin, Tory Holt did that back for NC State back in I think 1997. What a year! Um, yeah, just did that. One, the, literally one of the greatest single uh, game performances in the history of college football. That was on the other side of the field. You have Brew McCoy, the other receiver in this game, doesn't get as much shine, but made some of the biggest plays of the game blocking and then the play before the field goal him coming up with that catch and denying he said nope Alabama's not making a play this is my ball I'm Brew McCoy I'm a dog going up and getting it he said 
this is mine. We're winning. He sets up his old USC teammate Chase to make it. Thank you, USC. That's what it comes down to, too. USC, they lost last night by one point. Man, I bet they wish they had Brew McCoy and Chase. Might maybe a little looked a little different. Uh, and USC probably out of the playoff for Chase right now. Pac-12 is pretty weak. Tennessee's got four top 25 wins. Thanks to those USC transfers. So thank you, Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans. But Brew, I thought was incredible. I think Brew, obviously he's got a lot of shine. Uh, and he got a lot of shine in the LSU game, a lot of shine in the Pitt game, the Florida game. He's been awesome. He didn't get as many catches against Alabama, but it's because Jalen was so great. And I mean, that performance by Jalen, he, I noticed it, I think on social media, I guess, there are, there are people that are not Tennessee fans. And they're like, this Jalen Hyatt guy's a baller. And Ocho Cinco, which I think a lot of people know, Ocho Cinco was impressed by Jalen Hyatt at the LSU game. And he was like, that number 11 for Tennessee, he's special. He tweeted out last night, I need someone to get me a Tennessee number 11 jersey. I'm going to wear it on my next date because I know I'll score. That's big time. That's big time when you got people like Ocho Cinco tweeting that. When you got Kevin Durant tweeting the uh, high five emoji because he's saying Jalen's got five of them things. He's saying he's a dog. Kevin Durant saying that. Ocho Cinco saying that. Legendary performance. When you have Peyton Manning stopping you in the locker room to take pictures with you, to have you take pictures with his kids, that's when you know you had a legendary performance. And I think Jalen Hyde knows that. And I hope he's living it up to his fullest because he deserves it. I mean, the, the Jalen Hyde could have transferred last year. He did not have his best year when people expected him to have a breakout season in Josh Heupel's offense. He didn't. Other receivers shine like Bayless, who's now in the NFL. And Jalen said, you know what? I'm going to put in the work because I see it. I see what this off- offense can be. Back in August, he said this was going to be the number one offense in the country. He might be Nostradamus, because it is. It's the best offense in America, and he showed it. He showed why he is one of the best receivers in this country. I mean, I saw the the clickbait titles that were calling him the best receiver in the country. I don't think that's hyperbole. He very well could be the best receiver in the country, and he showed it. He showed it on Saturday. Am I, am I, am I lying? No, no, you're definitely not lying. I, I mean, I really think... The things Jalen's able to do, I mean, it's just incredible. He He's just faster than everyone else on the field. And when you can do that, why wouldn't we run go routes five times a game to let Jalen just beat the Alabama defenders? Like, why, would, why wouldn't we run it against LSU, Alabama, Pitt, Florida, whoever, so Jalen can get the ball and get in the end zone? He's a weapon. And he's doing all this while Cedric Tillman's healing up, which – I know, like, we don't want to dwell on uh, negatives, but Cedric's going to come back, and it's going to make the offense even better. So that's – if you're a fan of a team that's down the road on this schedule, buckle up because Ced's coming back. And then you're going to have a three-headed monster. Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt, Brew McCoy. That's not even mentioning. Jacob Warren, Princeton fan, Ramel Keaton, Squirrel White. Jabari Small, Jalen Wright, and the man throwing the ball, Hendon Hooker. That offense is the best in the country. 
I've done my best to stay humble through six weeks. I can no more. This offense is incredible. And I I hate seeing the people trying to downplay it. Like, well, maybe the teams they've played just aren't that good. No, they are. LSU's a good football team. No one can downplay Alabama. Florida, I still don't think's bad. I think they're gonna win, they're gonna be a bowl game team at least, I think. Uh, Pitt is I Pitt's weird. I don't know. I don't watch ACC football. I'm not gonna lie to you. But that was early in the season. Yeah, so it changed a lot. I think the biggest thing for Tennessee is so Hendon Hooker got his first interception out of the year, which I think is good. He needed he needed at least one interception. So I don't think it was his fault. I'll say that too. <laughs> I told you that yesterday, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. You got it out of the way. But I think the big thing is they were able to have a few mishaps, mistakes. And they just let it go. As soon as they go off the field, they reset, come back out, and they score touchdowns. It doesn't affect them. A lot of teams, they throw an interception, a fumble happens, it's game over. They let the other team get all the momentum, and Tennessee does not let that happen. Yeah, if you would have told me at halftime that Tennessee was going to have two turnovers in the second half, and one of them would be a fumble return for a touchdown in the fourth quarter, I'd be like, oh, we lost by 14. I would have been like, yeah, they, they boat raced us in the second half. But that's not what happened. This team, like Hunter said, they're able to face adversity. And I, I think that's in big part because of Josh Heupel and Hinton Hooker's leadership. They, they face adversity and they said, what's next? Like, who cares? Like, we understand our backs against the wall. We're going to go out there and score them points. We're going to we're going to put up fireworks on this field. And that's what they do. That's what they did all game. I mean, you, you guys know Hendon's numbers. It's all over the place. 300-some yards, almost 400. The five touchdowns, he had like 50 rushing yards. He's the number one in the Heisman race in my book. I, I understand some people are in love with C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud's awesome. I think it's Hendon Hooker right now. Until C.J. has that moment, Hendon's had those moments. I, I think his Heisman moment, I'll die on this hill. His Heisman moment was that touchdown at LSU uh, after the turnover on downs to Jalen. The 40-yard touchdown pass to go 20 to nothing. I think he's had his Heisman moment. I think this is Hendon's to lose. The country's starting to learn who Hendon is. They're falling in love with him. He's a great guy. I, I think it's his award. And that win against Alabama, I, I, I really think it, it's it's not going to seal it for him, obviously. There's still a lot of season to go. If he can keep up what he's doing, it's, it's Hendon's award to lose. Um, CJ would have to put up ridiculous stats. I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson from UCLA is awesome, but Hendon's that guy. I think it's his award with what he did last night, going against a top 10 defense, what was a top 10 defense in the country statistically. I, I, mean, I imagine they're not anymore. I, I don't know. Um, I didn't look at the numbers specifically. Uh, you're getting a very candid Dylan and Hunter right now. I don't have the stats up. Normally I come to you with the stats up. We're, I'm talking straight from the heart, from the head, from what I've seen. I mean, they they were a top 10 defense. LSU was a top 30 defense. And that Tennessee offense went to work against them. It didn't matter. They were able to take advantage. They were able to scheme things. And at the end of the night, the cigars came out. The, the students, the alumni, the fans were all on the field. The president of the Dagum University said, it's worth every penny. By the end of the night... Dixieland Delights playing a song about Tennessee while Josh Heupel receives cigars. A perfect scene. There is not a more perfect scene that you can even imagine. A sea of orange 
surrounding those players, the coaches, trapping the Alabama fan, uh, state Alabama band, excuse me, in the stadium. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Taking that song, Dixie Land Delight, back. The scenes of on CBS, them showing the goalposts being waved up the stands and somehow they got them out of the stands and onto the street, taking it up the hill to the strip and then finally to its final resting place, unless someone can get it out of there, to the Tennessee River, where it belonged, where everyone said it would belong uh, before the game when things were being planned on social media. It's how it was meant to be. And on the Dylan and Dylan show, I said, for Alabama, if they won this game, it was just another Saturday. For Tennessee, this was everything. This was 16 years in the making, and that was the scene we saw. Um, I, I mentioned it in the article I wrote for uh, Tunnel Vision Sports. Josh Pate, he said, which is one of my favorite college football personalities, he said, a generation of college football fans are going to learn about the third Saturday in October on Saturday. They did. And they're like, this is college football. This is what it's all about. I mean, Tennessee got to commit today by a four-star receiver, the number one receiver in South Carolina. I I can't remember his name. You've seen it, I'm sure. Number one receiver in South Carolina, four-star recruit, committed today. And you got to imagine it's because he was like, I saw what what Tennessee was like last night. He visited at the Florida game. He knows how that was. That's going to become the new standard because the Vols are back. I kept saying on social media, a bunch of other people were saying on social media, the Vols are back. And it feels really, really good. Um, I mean, everyone knows the scenes, the emotions. I mean, I've been watching the videos all day. Kudos to the people who were able to record themselves during that last play. I couldn't touch my phone. I had my hat over my face. I like couldn't watch i watched through the little i don't know the word for the little hole in the back where you like the buckle goes you know what i'm talking about yeah i I don't know what the word is i don't know that as a name it's a little hole in the back um i watched through that and the fireworks went off and i was like we did it we really really did it and i kind of clapped my hands and i i could have never recorded myself so kudos to anyone who did but i watched them it's awesome it really is awesome. And I, a couple of them made me emotional because they gave the backstories and they talked about how they'd been watching Tennessee football with their dad or their families their whole life. And they've been waiting all this time. Or maybe they had lost a family member and they went and visited their graves today. Like, that's what this means. Like, they run those commercials. The SEC means more. It does. And when it comes to Tennessee, this game, the third Saturday in October, it means more. And I think everyone learned that this week with this game. This rivalry, a lot of people called it dead. It ain't dead. I, it's been reignited for a new generation of fans. The old generation, they all hate each other. The new generation of Alabama fans, they hate Tennessee Orange now. I think that's a good thing. Rivalries are good for the sport. It, it's it's a really, really good thing. All the videos we got from last night, the, the clips on social media, it's phenomenal. It's what you want to see. and. It just makes you proud, in my opinion anyways. Makes you proud to be a Tennessee volunteer. Makes you proud seeing the videos of the locker room, all the guys are just elated to be there. It's just awesome. And I mean, there's really, there's nothing else to say. It's just how great it is to be a Vol. Um, 
and them singing the song in the locker room, which, did you see the video? Yeah, pretty Don't awesome. give a damn about the whole state of Alabama, the whole state of Alabama. I didn't know about that song until like two years ago. Our dad sent it to us. And I was like, I love this. And of course, Dylan Jesperson, shout out my boy, had to ruin it for me and tell me that's an Ohio State song. Did you know that? It's a Tennessee song. It's now, a Tennessee so song, matter. yeah. After uh, Ohio State in the national championship, <laughs> there, it's going to be a Tennessee song forever. Hunter's calling a shot. Or Ohio State Tennessee national championship. Uh, TCU's going to be in there somewhere. They're going to so make Ohio it. State TCU Tennessee, and then a mystery fourth team. Not Michigan. Not oh, all right. You hear that, Dylan Jesperson? Uh, we had a couple Michigan people at TV Sports. They're not going to like that. But it's like, uh, I don't work. That's <laughs> a good point. But yeah, uh, thank you for listening. I've had so much fun the last two days. Like, I'm normally a pessimistic Tennessee fan. I'm not I'm not as far as to a negative Tennessee fan, but I'm usually pretty pessimistic. I don't think I've ever been this optimistic. And normally I come on here, I talk stats. I'm just giving you the pure emotions and my thoughts, and that, that's what you're getting today. So I, th- I think that's the way it should be right now. Um, you know the stats. You watch the game. This is – everyone has been talking about this game. At the Baltimore Ravens-Giants game, they talked about the Tennessee game today, the NFL game. I mean, like, it's the most talked about game in America right now for a reason. It was awesome. ESPN can't stop showing highlights. You can't stop firing one. Uh, social media is the best. And it's great to be a Tennessee ball. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. And sorry for no preview on UT Martin. Uh we're probably going to win. If we don't, man, this is going to age really, really poorly. <laughs> Go balls. <laughs> Go balls. See you next week.